once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the C-Squared Podcast. This is your host, Curtis, with my co-host, Gaia. And we're here once again with Kevin Stewart-Panko of Decibel Magazine, Metal Injection, V13, uh, Zero Tolerance Magazine, Iron Fist Magazine, probably a dozen other places I'm fucking forgetting about. But he's here <laughs> and uh, he's back. And today uh, we're doing a podcast about dealing with negative reviews because Kevin jokingly asked me to have him on as a guest and i was like fuck yeah we're going to do this podcast so he's going to give the writer's perspective on stuff gaia is here to give the musicians uh perspective on stuff because for those of you who don't know she's in a band called uriel and she's also a solo artist as well and she's also performed with Lindsay schoolcraft uh and has worked on other songs with her as well and so for the very first thing how i want to start start it off is by asking gaia what do you do as a musician when you get a bad review Oh, you cry. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but um, yeah, sometimes uh, uh, we got some few um, bad reviews and I would just read them and try to still get pointers out stuff that we need to work on. But sometimes you get reviews that are just like, they just seem like they just mean to be mean. And like, I, I'm trying to get something positive, positive um, from those reviews, but sometimes like, there's nothing I can say. If you don't like the music, you don't like the music, and that's okay. We all have like different opinions. But um, usually, what do we do? Like we memes them. We we use them as memes. I, I like I like reusing them as memes personally. Um, I think it's funny. Well, what, what do you mean by what do you mean by use them? What do you do? Use them. Uh, as memes? So you take like the worst sentence, so like the the thing that's like the most hurtful, and like you just put a meme on it, and like you just uh, post it, and like okay, it's funny. <laughs> So Kevin, you don't, you don't like you don't um uh drown your sor- sorrows in playing the harp behind you do you do you play the harp? yeah i do that too i'm like all right reviews <laughs> just like bad reviews <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy fuck this woman <laughs> god damn because <laughs> <laughs> you're on instagram you don't you don't know about the memes that we do so anytime it's usually when angry metal guy ever gives a review for any of our bands um but uh-huh. as you, they're they're usually pretty sarcastic so what we'll do is we'll take like the goofiest picture we can find usually if it's of a cat of some sort doing something stupid <laughs> and you'll take the meanest part of the review and you'll just meme it so okay. you just put on there with the cat and everybody just loves it when when, when that happens because it doesn't take take it too seriously so in in his case angry metal guy yeah. are his reviews consistently um, like angry or yeah, yeah. Is it, so that like that's kind of like a shtick or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. well no yeah. I, I didn't know like if it like if it was a serious thing because i've heard the name angry metal guy for years i've just you know occasionally come across stuff but i never dove, never dove right into like the stuff his uh, his body of work or whatever you want to call it wow i'm kind of surprised okay um okay so let's get the hey, man, like i'm not i'm not like you i can't know everything <laughs> you, know, you know like virtually every band on the planet though I no, I don't. I didn't know her band. <laughs> well, okay, one, 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 
but anyways, let's get the writer's perspective on this here, though. So when you're doing a review, obviously, you're not being paid to be nice when you're doing a review. No, so it, it's not find a matter out of being nice or not. It's just a matter of you're just, you know, as I always say, you, you just call them like you see them, as they say in like, you know, umpire lore, which is, you know, that, that's something I kind of wanted to attach to. Um, this whole idea but i think we'll get to that in a bit mm -hmm. um but yeah no it's just a matter of okay play me a record i'm going to tell you about it um you know hopefully someone if, if there is a bad review or something negative about it it's you know it's not that it's not that you know i'm pointing out something to be negative or mean or whatever i'm just pointing out that okay this is what it is and maybe the sort of creative writing aspect of it makes it come across as something a bit more cutting than it should be. But at the same time, I also realized that this is when I'm, when I'm sitting here in my, you know, my ivory tower of metal, casting my, you know, my judgment on all this stuff, I realized that people are putting themselves and their art and sometimes their however many years of work out there for, a jerk off like me to basically pass judgment on it. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. I mean, I'm, I'm not the only, you know, I'm not the only person out there, you know, writer X isn't the only person out there, writer Y isn't the only person out there. I've always, you know, I've always kind of been of the belief that no matter how good or bad your band is or how well-known or how not well-known, somebody out there loves you. Mm -hmm. So take that for what it's worth or take some solace in that. But at the same time, you, you also kind of have to look at where a negative review or a con con constructive criticism or whatever you want to call it. Um, if you want to say negative, if you want to say sort of like middle of the road or whatever, even a positive review, like any review, you have to sort of take a look at where it's coming from. And I've had this discussion with other um, writers and even you know whatever like not even just in music but like um book reviewers and um, other forms of music and whatever so i've had this discussion with people like countless times over the years and it kind of comes down to um okay so you have a person who is doing what i do right um now there are different tiers and this is going to sound so douchey but it's kind of true and i'm going to give you a parallel as to why it's not as douchey as it's going to sound hopefully let's hear let's hear so there's there's different tiers of everything of writers so there's people who are writing for you know the glossy magazines there are people who are writing for the new york times there are people who are doing blogs there are people who are doing like their own cut and paste fanzines etc 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 and there is a definite talent pecking order whatever you want to call it like i could never get into the new york times as a writer i fucking just don't have it those dudes are like the way they write about music is just like beyond anything I could even, whatever, even comprehend <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. So, um, but when you get to a certain stage, there is a point where you have to be that person who, when you get an assignment, it's not a matter of, I hate metalcore, so I'm going to write, this sucks because it's metalcore. As a person who is doing this, you know, somewhat professionally or whatever at a, whatever level, 
I think that there should be a sort of um, a filtering thing where it's like, okay, I might not be the biggest metalcore fan, but I have to be able to listen to this and be able to tell you whether or not this is a good or bad metalcore album. Um, and I think there's like a lot of value in that. And I've like I said, I've had this discussion with people. Like you just can't start throwing shit around. Like I hate death metal, so this you know this album's gonna suck. And I, as a kid, I know I've done that, and that's kind of why I've been embarrassed to, you know. Don't don't start looking into my archives because I've said a lot of dumb shit over the years. <laughs> totally want to look at the archives now. You um, but so, so but here's the thing though. It's like you, you know, so there is there should be some more thought put into what is coming out of my mouth in relation to all forms of whatever, all forms of you know, or sorry, all subgenres of music. So it's like I like to think anyway that if I'm gonna you know, be middle of the road or rip on something, there's a reason for it. And um, yes, I know it's not exactly, you know, paint. It's not exactly nice or whatever you want to call it to be honest sometimes, but sometimes it just needs to be done because then otherwise I'm not reviewing. I'm just writing a press release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so on the other hand of it, other side of it, I've been on the other side of it too. I used to play in a band and I've written, you know, a book and stuff like that, which all have been reviewed, not exactly favorable all the time, but, you know, you just kind of like, you roll with what you either decide, you know, okay, this person has valid points and sort of take it for what it's worth, deal with it, address those points or throw it all out the window. And ironically enough, there've been times over the years where I have, really cut into bands in the past and ended up becoming friends with them there have been times where there have been people who have reviewed the book i wrote and pointed out like there was some fucked up shit in that book not i don't mean fucked up shit. i just meant like some glaring obvious spelling mistakes oh. editing errors all kinds of crap which i i can't even read my own book because it's just i look at it i'm just like oh my god i mean you know i made a lot of mistakes and a lot of people pointed it out to me, <laughs> but you know, I'm that has come from the mouth of friends and people I've come to know and respect over the, you know the course of the last few years. So, you know, you know, I'm not a, I don't know. I, it's not a matter of you know, sort of pointing fingers and tearing someone into an asshole just because. Oh, look, I'm in a power to, or position of power to do that. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, I'm you know I'm writing something and I'm kind of trying to do it creatively and there you go um <laughs> take it for what it's worth so okay so now moving along on that so guy let's see, do you get a response to that before i, I go any further um kind of because like you talked about like the different levels also and it's true that um in my own experience the lower site i'm so sorry to say this <laughs> where sometimes like the comment that they made were just like rude for no reason while the okay like medium side um the comment that they had they were actually like good crit critics for us and i was like oh there's a lot of points that like i was like okay this is like things that i know that my band has to work on because like it's been repeated more than one time and i'm like this is good uh, valid information for us so like we can like work on that for like, the next the next album but I remember there was like one review in particular that, that we got that like they misspelled my name multiple times uh, they put my name into quotes because they didn't like my my first name I was like okay that's kind of like rude 
<laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> you get well, there's, you know, there's certain, like I said, you know, take, take things for what they're worth. Like look at, you know, where stuff is coming from. Excuse me. And this is where the parallel I was going to say come, comes in and tell me if this makes any sense. It makes sense in my head, but my head's not always the, uh, the most, um, together place. <laughs> okay. So I used to work for, um, tennis Canada as a, uh, a line umpire. And when you do this job, you start at the bottom and you go through your training, you work certain levels of matches before you move up to whatever. And then you move up again. And then you're at the point where you're working like the shit you see on TV. Right. Now, the one thing that I learned and I, it never clued into me, I don't know why it didn't clue into me until I actually went through this process with tennis Canada is um, so you have the stuff you see on TV that's mm -hmm. called the um, you know, like you have like the ATP 1000 WT 1000, whatever, but the low, the level below that, the challenger series, which is kind of like the equivalent of say the AHL and hockey or minor league baseball or whatever. So we used to have these meetings all the time. And the one thing that they'd always drill into our heads is that you're at the level now where you are doing this semi-professionally, but you, what you have to realize is that everybody is doing this semi-professionally and learning how to be a professional as they do it. So um, everybody, including the people like the chair umpire, who's kind of like the, the overseer of the entire match, the umpires, the players themselves, like they're learning how to do proper media interviews. They're learning how to deal with their sponsors, potential sponsors. They're, le they're learning how to act accordingly on a court, like, you know, not, not freak out too much of a John McEnroe style, not go over that limit, but still to the point where they're not able to control themselves. <laughs> so it's the same thing, I think anyway, in what I do is that, you know, there's, like I said, there's the Rolling Stones, New York Times is whatever the world, there's the level under that, the level under that, there's a level under that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you as the artist, Gaia, you can take or look at where that's coming from and sort of say, okay, um, this person here is, you know, top-notch pro, this person here, not maybe not so much so, and take what you want and let whatever criticism is happening or good stuff Mm -hmm. um hit you the way you want it to land with you mm -hmm. based on where it comes from is that making any sense it does it does actually Curtis, i'm actually are you buying yeah. this shit yeah i'm buying <laughs> it i'm like this take my good. money dude <laughs> good um so but kevin so let's talk about this for one second because i do agree with you but i think the problem is that most people don't realize that even the writers themselves that there's like the hierarchy you know what well, i mean yeah. And I mean, I don't even know if I, you know, I think I believe it, but I mean, well, look at your, okay. Look in your position. Okay. So you're, yeah. you know, as your PR people, you, you guys as yep. a PR company, you're yep. on the level you're at. Yeah. There's there's obviously there's yeah. a, there's the people who work with Metallica, they're the people yep. who work with Megadeth, they're the people who yep. work with Slayer. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, the people who are in-house at Nuclear Blast, they're the people yep. who are in-house at Relapse. Yep. And, and then the people who are just kind of like helping out their friends locally kind of thing. Yep. So yep. They, there's all levels of it. And, 100%. you know, and I think that that's where also the idea of always being open to learning comes into you as a PR person, as a writer, as a musician. Yep. Um, if you stop, you know, what is it? The, the saying, like, you know, once you stop learning, you're dead or something like that. Something like that. Well be dead. So 
Yippers. Yeah, I mean, yep. I don't know. I'm glad this is sort of making sense. <laughs> it well, it does because I've even said that before with the PR too. Because you got like you got like the different levels, and like I mean, obviously we're we're not in competition with anybody who works with Metallica. We can't. I can't. I'm not there. I right. I, I, I know that. You know, if Metallica hired me tomorrow, I'd be probably shitting myself and going like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh, dude, um, and it, yeah, and it still happens for me. Like there are certain yeah. when I get approached by certain magazines to write. Yeah. Uh, like something an assignment it's like oh shit i'm writing for so and so man like yeah. i i fret over stuff way more than i would if i was writing something for you know i'm not going to name names because i don't want anyone to get offended obviously but, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 like there are times when i'm just like god damn it and you know and then also when i get stuff sent back to me saying hey rewrite this part because it's crap or rewrite this <laughs> you know half this because it's like yeah. you know i yeah. you know i first of all i try not to be fucking fuck this guy whatever but yeah you know but at the same time i have to learn from it and i do take those lessons and apply them hopefully i mean and hopefully it shows up my other way and also another thing is also to take sort of um and i think we're getting more into the idea of influences at this point where i'm going but it's like you know taking sort of inspirations from other sources like i read like a lot of stuff like there's this book i'm reading now about the uh, the biography evil knievel and oh, the nice. guy who the guy who wrote it I've never heard of this dude. He's like, apparently he's like some kind of like big name sports writer in the seventies or eighties. But the way this guy's writes is just like within the first four or five pages, I was like, holy shit. I was completely blown away. And he's writing about evil Knievel, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. 100%. So Gaia, where, um, what do you want to say on this? <laughs> like, I have a question. Um, okay, Sorry. so that has been kind of like my bow when, when we get reviews like that. As a writer, let's say that you're, there's one band that you review it that we, you really didn't like the album, like it was trash or whatever. Um, how do you feel about like people, like the band calling the, the writer out on what they um, wrote? I mean, how do I feel about it? Yeah. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, there it's everybody's in their right to say whatever they want to say. I mean, mm -hmm. um, if they if they have a legitimate beef with something I said, then yeah, I guess. Sorry, I'm just okay. Sorry. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna like get into a fight with somebody about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll talk to anybody about anything. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to get confrontational about somebody calling me out on something. Um, if you, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know this for sure. I, I haven't looked it up yet, but apparently I, 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 something I wrote about aborted recently. Um, I reviewed them and I, I, I just, you know, me and my infinite wisdom and, you know, ridiculousness. I made some kind of crack about um, aborted and Texas's new abortion laws and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. Apparently, it, it's caused like a mild, minor shitstorm somewhere. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I, someone was telling me about it. I have no idea. But it's like whatever, dude. I mean, <laughs> I guess my my lame attempt at wise ass humor didn't land with the right political faction. I have no idea. <laughs> but no, I mean, stuff like that's gonna happen. I mean, you know, you put yourself out there, then you put yourself out there. That's what happens. No matter whether it's you're writing something, you're playing something, or, you know, you're, you know, you're 
throwing your your you know workout workout plan up on Instagram and some other guy is going to go well fuck no that's not the way you do leg lifts fuck you mm-hmm. you know what I mean <laughs> so would would that um prevent the men from getting like more coverage in the future no no and one of the things is like what I really enjoy and actually sort of I won't say look forward to but like really appreciate is the fact that you know whether or not I had or me or anybody else had anything to do with a band improving is I would is you know is sort of beyond that but I, I love seeing a band make improvements mm-hmm. I love being able to say okay you know whatever I gave so-and-so I gave whoever a five out of ten four years ago and now they put out this new record and it's seven and a half out of ten and you know they're definitely making steps they may not have addressed all the things that I had a problem with, but they're definitely a band who's on the rise or getting better and, you know, making me eat my hat, so to speak. So, you know, and, you know, the world needs you know more good music. So I'm not going to complain about a band releasing good music. Um, I may have complained about them releasing bad music, but <laughs> I'm not going to complain about them releasing good music. <laughs> so just, Actually, guy, did you have anything else you wanted to say prior to? Oh, you have a question in your face. Let's go. <laughs> well, I do. well, I kind of do, but it's but it's kind of like going on to uh, Kevin's comment about um, when he causes a shitstorm on something with, by making a joke. Okay. So I, I just I was <laughs> review. You guys were talking, and I saw exactly what it was. Um, but you don't even look at the you don't even look at the comments, do you? At all? Uh, very rarely. Okay. Um, I don't know if I write enough on, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, very, yeah, just, just leave it at that. Very rarely. Okay. I just, you know. Do you ever engage with the comments if you see a comment? No. Never? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, you know, I have seen stuff in, in the past where in people have st- said stuff about me or even people I know, friends of mine, that mm-hmm. is completely 100% wrong. Yeah. But, you know, fighting with people on the internet's like, you know, it's like worse than screaming at a wall sometimes. So there's no point. I mean, people are going to believe what they're going to believe anyway. So, um, Fair they, enough. you know, yeah. Sorry. So, I mean, if anyone wants to fight me, I, I'm just not up to the task. <laughs> well, I, I think sort of fight at some point because didn't you wasn't it you that did the uh, defense of saint anger or am i thinking yes that was me <laughs> I thought it was you. so was was there not a shit storm around that or am i crazy i was sure well was i a- mean anybody who's going to defend saint anger is going to start a shit storm so i don't know if there was but <laughs> that was so long i mean and in, and in my my own defense it wasn't like you know saint anger is a perfect album i just sort of said that you know there's it does have some redeeming qualities or this is what could have been good about it sorry Sorry, I had to laugh at that. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, I like I like a lot of shitty music. So I mean, <laughs> I got I got I got to ask this. I you, you know, I, sorry, I, I this just it just sort of struck me. I used to do this column for yeah. Metal Sucks called "The Bravest Man in Metal." I haven't done it in years. I, I that. forgot about that. And that's kind of I maybe that's where that was. But I used to do where I used to do it where I would defend records that everybody hated or talk about records that everybody loves. And so why, why do people like this so much? Like I, I defended um, Morgoth's Feel Sorry for the Fanatic, which I love. Um, I mean, more, you know, if you, if you follow the path of Morgoth, you, I can understand why people don't like it. But as a, 
a post-punk record played by a death metal band. I think it's great. Um, I can I see why everybody hates it, but I didn't. And then I don't know. I, I can't remember a lot of the other ones I did, but I would I would do stuff like that. Um and I, you know, like I said, I like a lot of quote unquote shitty music. <laughs> well, that's kind of an interesting thing because I mean, yeah, you did used to do the defending the records that no one else liked, which is an odd thing because no one does that at all. So how did you kind of how did you mentally prepare yourself for the onslaught that was going to occur? I guess is what I'm trying to say. What you mean the aftermath? The aftermath. Yeah. I know. I like again. I don't really i never really paid much attention to the aftermath i just kind of wrote my stuff put it out there and let everybody else worry about it you know what i mean i, I remember once um years and years ago i was i did merch for this band and um just like for a few short days and they were like in the middle of this sort of inter-band fight or disagreement i guess you'd say and the one, I don't know, I don't even remember what it was about, but all I remember is just the drummer sitting there on the guy's bass amp and watching everybody. And he just said, he just said to me, he turns to me and he goes, I'm just going to sit here and watch everybody else give a shit. <laughs> and I was just like, I think I've carried that philosophy for probably far too long, maybe. I don't know, but it's just one of those things, man. I, I can't worry about every little thing out there. And I don't, I mean, it's probably not good for anybody's mental health to do that, which probably explains a lot about you know, the, the world and the way it is and the internet sure. generations and whatever, but sorry, man. I mean, I, and I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm um, like better than people for not engaging or not, you know, going to a comment section and trying to defend myself or argue. I was just like, man, I, I, I got too much to do. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I, I have, I have a teenage son and a fucking house I own. And I got like, you know, well, you listed off the magazines I write for. I have a couple yep. jobs to go to, man. I don't have time to fucking argue on the internet with people. <laughs> well, actually, I think that, I think that's a valuable lesson because a lot of people do do that and they just get sucked into the negativity. So. Well, and another thing as well is that there, you know, back in the day, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure, you know, you probably noticed, I don't, you know, you look pretty young guys, so you might not know this, but. Well, Back in the day when they had letters to editors pages in like Flipside and Maximum mm -hmm. Rock and Roll and Metal Maniac stuff, you know, you could choose your pick and choose your arguments a little bit at a time. It wasn't like this barrage. It was like, OK, I remember and Decibel used to have a letters to the editor page back in the beginning. And there, there's a couple of times when people called me out about shit and it would be like, all right, respond to this. OK, I, I responded. Here's my one response. And there you go. But, you know, once you start doing stuff like that online it's just you know it's just it just the potential for it to just go on forever mm -hmm. maybe not forever but to go on far too longer than it needs to be you know what i mean and you're not going to change anybody anybody's mind no not at all so, um so guy let's swing this back to you so uh what what, you, what is your advice for bands that go around trying to engage with the negative reviews do you think it's a bad idea good idea from the band perspective singer perspective purpose um, I get well in my own opinion I, I would post it but like don't go too deep in it Fair. I, yeah I feel like it's it's a lot of like bad juju <laughs> yeah but I mean you, you did say earlier that you you have taken yeah 
take a note, so to speak, on what people have said. Have have you found that um, the the the, yeah, the constructive criticism that has been more measured and more healthy and whatever, like, did it actually, was it something that you actually took forward and applied to future music that you've written or something that was in the back of your mind that, well, wait, maybe that person was right. You know what I mean? Or something to consider at least. Yeah, there was, um, I remember seeing, I think three, three or four reviews that were talking about, because my band does kind of like weird music and sometimes we're like all over the place. And that was something that like, I, I felt it was all over the place, but then seeing it in writing, I was like, okay, I'm not wrong. <laughs> this is true. So I took those reviews to my band and like, we're working on the next album. And I'm just like, this is something that we really need to focus a little bit more to know exactly what line needs to be like more um you know in the front or like this is something that we really need to work on and uh, everybody's like oh yeah that's true like this is something that we really need to work on and that was brought up by reviews right and i mean it it, it does help in one sense to excuse me again it does help to to get out of that echo chamber of your own band and i don't know i don't know how you guys record so i don't know if you have like a engineer producer who helps you or you do it at home or you go in the studios, whatever, but, mm -hmm. you know, you know, in, in that small circle of bands and people who are working for the bands, you know, it, it sometimes helps to get that other perspective, regardless of, you know, I've talked to bands who are, you know, in, in my mind, huge, big mm -hmm. bands who still welcome that, you know, what people have to say from the outside and, you know, they might dismiss most of it, but then there'll be that, one thing that somebody says where it's like oh shit you know what you know that's something that we didn't think of or didn't come through or mm -hmm. something that we need to address on the next song slash record slash album slash tour whatever you know what i mean like um it's i don't know i mean i think i don't know what it's like for bands as they get bigger and you know just having more and more yes men around them mm. but i think that you know it's it's just as valuable to hear somebody say, you know, something that you weren't thinking of and having that sort of be something you put in your back pocket or the back of your head for the future. And if it just so happens to be like this idiot, then okay. But you know, it might be some other idiot. I don't know. No, I think, I think it does help a lot. That's why we want reviews to like hear your, your putting your album there. Yes. We want like the, the, um, you know like the press and like have the visibility but at the same time like it's good to actually know what people think because like again like you said like with the band like we we are an echo chamber and her fans they are our echo chamber too <laughs> because they like what we do but sometimes like you want to improve as a musician and like everybody's telling you that everything sounds good but like in the end like there's still improvement in anything that you're gonna do and like it's good to have like those kind of people that are like really outside of your group that can give you like real right. or at least have somebody that you can go to and I, again i'm not trying to like make myself out to be like this um oracle or all-knowing whatever but i have had discussions with friends in bands who will say to me after they play a set you know what did you think and i'll tell them and they'll be like okay that's cool because they'll be like we know or i know that what you're going to tell me is is the truth like you're not going to sugarcoat something you're not going to gloss over it because i'm in band x and i'm the guy from this band and mm -hmm. you know there's you know there's 500 people here to see my band 
like, you know, if something's off or something's whatever, then I'll let you know, not, not to be mean, but because yeah, well, maybe next time worry about this, or this was what was wrong with this show, or this is what, you know, something happened sound wise on this particular part of this particular song on this particular record. And, you know, you, you could, you know, er, er, again, it, all, it, it sort of all boils down to the, the old adage, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. <laughs> and well, they're all full of shit. <laughs> but, next, but the other point that I just want to bring back to, though, is that, again, you kind of got to look at where the person is on what level they're at. Like if it's Joe Blow random giving that condiment, it, it might not mean anything. You know what I mean? But, it, but again, it might. It just depends how yeah. how it comes across, how it's yeah. put forth. It's if it's like yeah. um, you know, I don't like band X. Okay, this is gonna sound really disgusting, but oh. hey, let's hear it. Bear bear with me here. And I, I mean we you're gonna say, yeah, I, like I just I prefaced it by saying this, but it's not something that I'm sure we no one's heard before. But I don't like female fronted band X because so-and-so's tits are blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not hanging out, not a certain size, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not helping anybody. That doesn't, that's not constructive criticism. That does, that's fucking bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I don't like band female fronted band X because bass player doesn't know how to tune his bass properly. Well, there you go. That <laughs> That's a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're well, not focusing on something that is really none of your fucking business. Or what about with it even it could even be with the image too, because like a lot of people, and I don't like this band, but I'm just prefacing this. Like a lot of people don't like Deaf Heaven because of the way they look. I mean, I don't like Deaf Heaven. I just want to point that out, but there's an example <laughs> there. Band looks a certain way, don't like them just so just judging because of the look at the same time. Well, close your eyes then. I mean No, no, I'm saying like, you know, if you don't like Deaf Heaven because of the way someone dresses but yeah. somehow that's a i mean i don't know I, I i i think i'm a pretty good um you know i i can you know i can rip on things but for you know really dumb reasons but yeah. not take it very seriously so i i can say for example that uh um uh i okay so back back in the day we always used to make the joke especially with megadeth it's like never trust any metal band where the, the dudes tuck in their shirts right <laughs> like, so like if you look at like pictures of megadeth from like 1987 88 when they're mm -hmm. all they all have tucked in shirts i don't know why acid wash yep. jeans and tucked in shirts dude what's the why yeah but yeah that doesn't that doesn't negate the fact that peace sells is a fucking great record you know what i mean yep, yep. um yeah i mean i i just oddly enough i i just wrote uh a bunch of liner notes for a, a reissue of the first two toxic albums Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, if there's a band that if you, if you wanted to sort of give a hard time about image about considering what, you know, the scene they're playing in, it's like, they're like this borderline prog looking glam rock, whatever's going on, but they're playing like this seriously involved technical, super melodic thrash metal. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I, you know, if, if I cared that much about some dude's haircut, I can just easily close my eyes and not have to worry about it. But totally. yeah, I, don't know. I think I'm gone off on a tangent and it's sort of starting to not make any sense, but, <laughs> I mean, but I've, no, I've been known to do that apparently. <laughs> well, 
getting back on off the tangent for a second right. here. So we got about eight left, eight, eight or nine minutes. So I'm going to let Gaia ask the next couple questions because she's the musician and she's going to be the one with the more intelligent question. Oh, but one thing I want to say first, actually, before Gaia takes over. Um, how do you, well, you probably not, you're not on social media, so you have no, so you're not going to have a comment on this. But one thing I do want to say, though, is that um, us as a PR company, I don't mind sharing bad reviews as long as the band doesn't care. Uh, but personally, I just want, I'm just making this a comment for everybody. Um, but I'm kind of curious about Gaia's opinion about sharing bad reviews. Um, like my, my band sharing the, the bad reviews? Well, I mean, you do PR and, you, and you're as a band member, so you can pick either one. I don't, I don't care. Uh, as a as a musician, I mean, I, I share them because I, I feel like even if I don't necessarily agree with the review, um, the writer took the time to review us, and um, sure. that publicity is still publicity. So I'm like, I'm I'm gonna share it, yeah. Uh, but I might poke some fun in it. But sure. as a PR person, um, when I get bad review from the bands, um, the bands I'm working with, I'm gonna ask them if they are okay with me sharing it or not, just because it's respectful. And I know that a lot some people don't like sharing bad reviews. I remember you posted something uh, about uh, asking people how they dealt with it, yeah. and there was one person that said that they will never share bad reviews because they feel like if a promoter would go on their page and see those bad reviews, they would not look good on them, and like they would not get sure. booked. And I was like, sure. well, you're getting reviews. Like that's already more more than a lot of other bands are getting. So like, I feel like I would still share it, but yeah. I feel like it's a personal thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if bad reviews would affect a promoter, I mean, saying it, sorry, Kevin, but St. Anger would have killed Metallica. <laughs> so, but anyway. It, it kind of did. <laughs> well, but it's not like out everywhere. So I, I don't think it killed them in that sense, at least, so. Well, here's okay, and here's the thing. I mean, going back to the St. Anger thing, I saw, you know, if there's a band that, okay, I mean, whatever. Okay, let me go. Let me go around that and say, sure. I think that of all all the bands out there that, um, does that that probably could be that could go through their career life being very self unaware. I think Metallica are still pretty self aware because I remember. I think it might have been the last time I saw them like three, four years ago, four or five years ago, whatever. And yep. they were doing a set that basically consisted of stuff that people would vote for online the day before or something like that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the show, Lars gets up on his, he stands on his, up on his drum thing and he grabs, grabs a mic and or something like that. And he's like, next up, St. Anger. And he just like kind of started laughing and walked away. <laughs> but like, that, was the, that was like the end of the show. You know what I mean? It's like, I think they have, you know, they have the uh, the awareness, self-awareness or, you know, whatever someone has told them or, you know, they went through their reviews and just like and saw the land based thing that they took for that record and they can laugh at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't follow Metallica that closely as much anymore, so I don't really know like what the sort of, you know, the fan club people, for example, like the people who are really, really like, you know, who know James Hetfield shoe size kind of people, what their um, thoughts are in the matter, like how, you know, how St. Anger lands, lands with them or has continued or what the legacy is with the serious, serious love every note that Metallica has ever played people. But they themselves seem to be able to uh, at least have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. there you go. Cool. 
Uh, I bet so you'll never have another drum sound like that again. <laughs> oh, never, never, never in a million years. <laughs> so, guy, you got you got final couple questions. So, oh shit, 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 shit. Um, oh shit, 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 shit. I'm on the spot. Uh, um, I, okay, I'm not asking my my final question now. Uh, okay, what do you think about um, review? Yeah. Reviewer, <laughs> here's the French <laughs> coming out. <laughs> um, some re reviewer. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing enough research when they when they write the the reviews. No, I'm not. What kind of? What do you mean research? What do you mean by like what kind of research? Uh, like, I can give you an example. I I sent one of the, of the reviews that we got uh, to Curtis before we started doing the, the podcast, and uh, I realized after opening it that on the side it says like the band member, and none of those people are in the band. They like not even like I don't know where they're from. Like I don't know who those people are. Well, I mean, in a case like that, was that like a uh, was that a lack of research, or was that just a, an honest cut and paste mistake? You know what I mean? I have no um, idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, people make mistakes. I, I made a, I made a huge fuck one, a huge one today myself. So, I mean, people make mistakes. I've um, done it. Press releases put the wrong dude, bad name. Dude, I, I fucking, oh, I, I wrote the, uh, I, I wrote this thing for Decibel this morning and I, I, I put the wrong album title name in the entire piece the whole way <laughs> eight times. <laughs> I've, done I've done it. I've done Brilliant. it. Brilliant. <laughs> and it got published too, didn't it? Well, yeah, and, and then someone pointed, the guy, the PR guy pointed out to me, and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. So I went back and I went, I had to go back end it and change everything, but it had already been out there, right? But, you know, to my in my defense, my name was better than the actual name of the record, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does, it happens to everybody. Like, even the biggest names, they, they fuck up all the time. So it's... Oh, yeah, dude, no, yeah, it happens all the time. It's happening yeah. right now somewhere in the world, so. Yeah, I'm But But sure. um, Blackery, I mean... In one sense, I, I guess um, you can look at that in two ways as a reviewer. I guess like, okay, so if you have a band that has like 10 albums out and you're being assigned something, it's like, oh man, do I have to go back and listen to 10 albums if I haven't heard of this stuff before? Mm -hmm. Then, I mean, you can write it from the point of view of, okay, you know, I'm, this is my first exposure with this band, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And, but as long as you're being honest about the fact that you know nothing about them. I think that can, you know, um, that can, you can let that slide, but it's not hard to go find a 10 records to listen to at least like, you know, snippets of each. Mm -hmm. So I guess in that sense, yeah, maybe people should be doing more research. I mean, it's not hard to do research. You should sort of have an idea of um, what you're talking about to whatever degree, because if you don't and try to fake it, it's going to come through. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we're, we weren't all born with long sleeve man war shirts on, man. We don't know fucking everything. So sure. it's like, you know, I, I can't, someone can fault me for not knowing everything about some band that I've reviewed, who's a massive fan, mm -hmm. but um, I, you know, I just can't know everything about everything, man. I'm just not mm -hmm. that smart, dude. <laughs> Well, what do you just as just as a follow up to that? I know that we only got a couple minutes left, but uh, right. what do you think is sufficient research, Kevin, for someone that has like the ten albums? Well, it it, it kind of depends. I mean, like if you're a fan of that band already, then you've kind of been doing research for the past how long you know, it's taken to do ten albums. You do you know nothing? You've been assigned you know nothing. Album. I mean, you know, go back, 
you can find anything on YouTube, go back and listen to a bunch of bunch of stuff just to see, you know, where, if there've been any like markedly dramatic shifts in sound, compare production value to whatever you're listening to. I think that, um, you know, you, you don't want to spend too much time glossing on the past, but you also want to also look at what you're supposed to be reviewing and dive into that a bit more. And I think that one of the things that I have a problem with is um, sometimes promos, you own like they're limited listens, numbers of listens, or they're not yep. downloads. So I can't like, I can't throw that on my iPod for my, you know, however long drive I need to go somewhere. Um, I like to listen to records like lots of times before I start, you know, dropping any sort of whatever about it. Like I can't, you know, sometimes, sometimes something hits you, you know, a good, a good hardcore record or a good, like, you know, brutal death metal record or something, you really know what you're going to get. It's going to, it'll hit you from the, from the off. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you just want to go with that reaction and go, holy shit, this, this album has like a, you know, an awesome one, two, three opening punch, three great, three fucking great songs in a row. Bam. Um, but generally speaking, and I listen to stuff, um, more than three times put it that way because i know that there are certain people who uh certain certain labels and whatever will limit their uh their what do you call it their Dreams. promo promo availability to um a certain amount of time and a certain number of listens um i like to listen to things in different scenarios and situations and different systems and so there you go i mean i don't know maybe i'm just a bit of a i have a bit more you know nerdishness about me when it comes to this stuff but at the same time this is just the way it's always kind of been for me it's the way i do it so that's me cool so we're we need to wrap up so guy you want to shoot off your final final question yes okay very important question what's that okay Uh, so what is your favorite dinosaur um i don't know the name of it like the one that's like is it a velociraptor? Like the smallest one that flies small, around, like really, really violent ostrich? motherfucker that like poke your eyeballs out and stuff. Ostriches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that it? Is that the one? Okay, yeah, that's well, that the one. one. That's the one. Okay, Either cool. that one or the Tyrannosaurus Rex, because of its little stubby arms and it just like, yeah, dude, go like this. <laughs> I just like I, you know, it, it, I don't know. I, it, I just think it's funny that the uh, the ruler of the dinosaurs was like literally this guy who couldn't even punch you. That's awesome. So with that, thank you, Kevin, for coming on. Thanks and for having me again. I'll throw another joke at you next time and see what we can make out of it. <laughs> we'll make we'll make something out of it. All right. Mm-hmm. With that we are done. Cool. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.